previously on Art Cinema, Fart Cinema, Obscurities. Uh, my name is Simon. My name is Nadim. And I am drunk. Listen to this, guys. That's the sound of me opening Tenement Slager. Guess what? It's commercial time because I'm needing a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lou, Lou Lehman died of heart disease at 66. I don't know when, but uh, oh. if we could have a seance right now. Lou! Is there a presence? Tell Lou? us, Lou. Did you film your own daughter? <laughs> your king daughter. Did you film your own daughter? We can, no, no, we um, can just call, like, uh, talking at length about wanky stuff like that, just call that Mark Kermoding. Mark Kermoding? Yeah. <laughs> I'm spilling my beer like- uh, pardon me, <laughs> the creative differences. Drunk cinema, funk cinema. Coming up in part two. The fact that we came up with that name at the top of our head here. Fucking <laughs> amazing. That's, that's why we do a podcast, man. Podcast boys. That's why we're podcast boys. That's why we're podcast boys. <laughs> <laughs> Good meme. Good good job. <laughs> Will I just take a piss at this point as well? Yeah. Hi, this is Michael Jackson. You're listening to Art Cinema Fart Cinema, the terrible podcast of terribly considered movies. And Simon... <laughs> Simon is right. I was a fool. A fool. <laughs> Art cinema, fart cinema. 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 Art cinema, about terrible considered movies. Terribly considered. Terribly considered movies. This episode is especially terrible. <laughs> no, no, I just like to say that, don't worry. But nah, right, so this this movie is a... Even worse than The Pit, in your opinion? Or? Uh, well, it, it took me longer to get through. <laughs> but, but then that's because it was your second. See, I actually film. think, right, so I, I've learned from this podcast that um, too often I, may pre, I prejudge a film in the sense that, right, so I didn't... Love Superman very much, right? There's Christopher Reeve films, yeah. But I read a Superman comic, like, last week. Uh, like, the Alan Moore, uh, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow. You ever read it? Yeah? No. Anyway, read that. And I got really nostalgic about those movies. And I was like, maybe... I maybe didn't... one day you'll come back to it. I will come back to those movies and I'll really enjoy them for the for what they are. As opposed to being like, ah, oh, this isn't that good, is it? Ooh. So maybe... I don't know. So... <clears throat> The street trash, at the very least, had some moments that were unlike anything I'd ever seen in cinema before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was... So, street trash, I'll quickly go over the plot. Go for it. Yeah, do you want me to do it? You mean that there is one? Oh, right, well, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's exactly it. There's not really really a plot. The the rough plot plot is, there's a bunch of hobos, (laughs) and the hobos go to a liquor store, and the liquor store has a specific old type of alcohol that the guy who runs the shop uh, is taken out of the attic or something like that. So he finds all this old booze and he sells it for discount price at his store 
the junkies come in and buy the booze and one by one they drink the booze over the course of the film and when they drink it they explode in this sort of mushy disgusting grotesque garish colors mess as well. and it's, like it's bright really, green and bright red and bright purple and all it's that, really yeah. disgusting to look at and really like it turns your stomach like like their eyes like <laughs> pop out and and gunge comes out their mouth and it and like their faces all melt and stuff like that it's a melt movie there's actually a subgenre called melt movies. melt movies and this is a, a fine melt movie <laughs> so it's a bit if you've seen the thing by uh, uh, uh john carpenter then you'll know kind of what I mean. That kind of really physical, gungy, disgusting... Blah, blah, blah. It's actually... A, a, but that only comprises about 10 minutes of the film. A film that... Uh, There's about five or six two-minute sequences. It's kind of uh, it's kind of on a t- off, a t- off on a tangent from the sort of trauma films, like Toxic Avenger mm-hmm. that they did in the Is 80s Is that James Gunn, no? No. I'm thinking... No, no, I'm thinking of T-R-O-M. No, 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 there was 80s shit, Toxic Avenger-type films. Ah, okay. uh, And uh, this is an offshoot. Trauma is a whole thing, and it's on its own. Because I know, that, Jam- that, yeah, I know that James Gunn got big through trauma movies, which are... Did he? Or, or trauma movies. Did he? Right, so, well... Do you know, have you seen the film Slither? Yes. That's him. But I didn't know... If he's got any involvement or something... I think he does. I, I then that's great, because, yeah. you know, I think that's quite cool. Mm. Uh, Kabuki Man... PD is something is like a police it's like a police guy who like transforms into a kabuki face and stuff oh, it's yeah. crazy you know, <laughs> these are films that people watch after midnight stoned yeah 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 that's the whole point so this I think this movie would fit that bill quite nicely it's because, absolutely in there yeah because as I was saying there's five or six two minute sequences of of this over the top gungy gore that's actually somewhat entertaining to watch but then the rest is just like junky politics. <laughs> it's just a bunch of junky characters fighting with each other and ganging with each other, and that's it. That it's like the camera moves pretty cool. Like I think the the camera work in this is kind of yeah. Nice. So this film's directed by James Muro. This is his only film as a director. Uh, James Muro is actually the most prolific, it seems, steady cam operator. In Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> you've seen his credits. He, he did Terminator Two, yeah. Ellie Confidential, uh, tr- uh, what is it? Crash. And with, you, you uh, can definitely see Oscar that in this winning movie. Crash and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. He, um, he's got a great career. I bet you, you know, we talk about James Muro, the director of Street Trash. He must be crazy or something like that. Blah, blah, blah. But in Hollywood, that's just yeah, that's that's Jim, the camera guy. I owe him three bucks. Because everyone in Hollywood will know this guy. I'm sure of it. Yeah. He's worked on all the f***ing films. Exactly. And, and a lot of good movies. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean... If James Muro worked for J- uh, Jim Cameron, James Cameron... <laughs> all right, is he your pal? My old Jim buddy Cameron. Jim Cameron. My buddy Jim. My buddy, uh, St- my buddy Stan Kubrick. That guy's... That, uh, James Cameron is hardcore when it comes to... Yeah. How he talks to his, uh, um, his crew and that. He's, he's pretty full on. But he's showing uh, them. Yeah, and oh, is he one like, of those geniuses who he's like he's a genius? Go back, so you let him get it's Gordon Ramsay behind the camera. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah go yeah. back, do it again. Come back when you you know when you have a brain in your head instead of in your <laughs> fucking ass. Yeah, then he turns out Avatar. <laughs> 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 oh, well done, James. Oh, Aliens. Uh, a lot of people on Aliens, they were like really quite nostalgic for the days that Ridley Scott directed them <laughs> because now James Cameron's here and. The new teacher is not as good as the old teacher, kind of thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. People really like Aliens, right? I do. Fair enough. Cool. I sorry, right. I like it fine. But Alien is just so good, so good. Right. Maybe, but I don't know. Oh, shit. Off track. Right? 
I I really like Aliens, mm. and I think Alien is a gothic horror great film. But I think Aliens. Mm. That is the fucking movie, man. It is. It's like the pinnacle of. Uh, it's like what Predator tries to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I went to see the new Predator film. You did as well. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, I quite like it, but I do. I do think it's missing. Uh, it's, it's fart cinema. It's fart cinema, maybe yeah, but totally, man. One thing it does that's good is it's got the rabble of weirdo characters that Aliens has. Mm. Hudson, you secure that yeah. shit, Hudson. Same Somebody thing. wake up, Hicks, you know. And then there's like the woman that's super muscly and stuffed, and you know th- these character details. The guy, the the android guy that does the thing with the knife and stuff. That's what movies need. It does. I don't care if there's a predator in there or an alien in there. They need character. You need to have like. Flesh it out a bit for fuck's sake. Speaking of which, Street Trash <laughs> doesn't really have that at all. In, oh, with Street fuck. Trash, and it might have been because I wasn't watching it very closely, I, I was just waiting for them to drink the Viper, which is the alcohol that causes people to explode. Viper. I was genuinely just watching it out the corner of my eye, and then whenever I saw a Viper bottle, I was like, I shouted to my brother, and then me and my brother watched the scene of, of someone blowing Melting, up. Yeah, 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 and then and then he'd go away, and I'd be like, hey, come back. <laughs> Watch this the scene in which a guy blows up. Yeah, there's every time I looked up at this movie, there was another like a, a new ca- a character on the screen, and I had no idea who they were, and I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. But I know the main guy looked a little bit like Paul Dano, like with beard and long hair. I think he looks more like Charles Manson with Ooh, mud. Good, yeah, good. A muddy-faced Charles Manson. He does look like Charles Manson. But maybe Paul Dano should play Charles Manson, and maybe Tarantino. If, I don't know if his film's going to go into actually. Charles, Charles Manson's been cast in the new uh, Tarantino, Tarantino film. Is it film. Secret? Who? The guy, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's also been cast in David Fincher's Mindhunter playing Charles mm. Manson as well. So the ca- the guy... He obviously looks like him. Yeah, the guy is going to okay. be like a David Fincher Charles Manson and then he's going to be a Quentin Tarantino Charles Manson within the same year, which is kind of interesting. That's... I can't remember his name. Maybe you could edit in his name here. Right now. Damon Herriman. The fact that we came up with that name at the top of our head there, fucking <laughs> amazing. That's that's why we do a podcast, man. Podcast boys. That's why we have podcast boys. Right, no, that okay, right. You've had your you've had your <laughs> fucking go on the street <laughs> trash. What? That's why we're podcast boys. <laughs> <laughs> good meme. Good good job. Um, you've had your you, you've got you've had street trash up against the wall, like hammering into it. All right. Chest. So so I I said I enjoyed the camera work and I enjoyed the gore and the yeah. practical effects and actually it's, it's just going, well shot as, as a whole isn't you've, it? you've also described how you watched it with the whole small window thing yeah. to be and honest I, I didn't, think to I myself, didn't respect it very much I'm kind of wondering to myself did you miss good things about this film because you didn't watch them <laughs> probably yeah probably are you but like you're like actually, someone who hides behind a cushion at the sixth sense and then says that you watched the whole thing no nah, right so this movie I, I i like all movies i started it with the best intentions and by about half an hour i was ready i was ready to just switch it off i was like no nah, i don't like this movie but it so, was so like honestly when when the movie starts the title sequence and stuff i was like i'm in i love it i love it like the first the first scene is really good yeah the music's right. really so good. it actually oh, actually starts and i'm kind of bored I'm, I'm gonna have to be above board on this because there's a booklet that comes with the DVD mm. and it's written by a guy called uh, Callum Waddle <laughs> yep. is that Callum Waddle yeah quite accurately he points out that the first 45 se- uh, seconds to a minute of this film mm-hmm. uh, Street Trash opens with the sight of a homeless man being farted on 
Oh yeah. So far, so Canterbury Tales. <laughs> Canterbury Tales. So yeah, there we go. I think Chaucer. <laughs> I forgot about. If you could res, uh, you know, we've, we've talked to uh, the dead uh, Lou Lehman. If we could have a similar séance and resurrect Chaucer, uh, and show him street what, trash, mean, I think he'd like it. I mean, think he'd. I think, you mean like Chaucer, like Chaucer, 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 the writer of the Canterbury Tales. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He would like That's a deep trash. cut, man. He would like street trash, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know enough about. I don't know Chaucer. about. No, I don't know either. But I'm guessing that you know, if you if you write what he wrote, I don't know anything about. I, don't, I haven't read it. This but, is actually yeah. it's a really good movie that you can watch with pals. And actually, I was I think I was making this point before about some other about the pit. I was actually no, I was making this point about street trash. It was that it's a really good. It would be a really good movie to put on at like. A party with the right, uh, with the, the right, right setting, with the right company, right? Yeah. A party with the boys. Um, We've got yeah, because like, you because you don't need to listen to the plot because it's all shit. But you could tune in every now and then. You know, you could look up from what you're doing and you could see some mad shit happening on the screen. So there's the fr- the framework of this is about homeless people mm. where there's uh, a toxic drink that's wiping them out. Mm. Uh, but what really happens in this film is a series of low-level uh, scenarios that mm-hmm. play out in a comedic, black, darkly comedic sort of yeah. way. It's a black comedy. Yeah, it's just it's it's so mean-spirited and, and yeah, it's it very, it's, I, a, no, it's just, a very obnoxious movie. This is oh, fair enough. If you feel, oh, if you feel that way, that's great, right? Because <laughs> uh, Roy Frumps is the screenwriter, and he says, "I wrote it to demographically offend every group on the planet." Oh, sweet! Right. Well, I mean, uh, and then he says, because of that, it was embraced as a renegade work and ah, played midnight shows. That's interesting because so, yeah, I hated it, but maybe I actually kind of liked it. I actually kind of like that he said that now. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm in. I didn't think that he'd done a good job, but if you, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I feel like there's only one offensive thing about this film that that, that challenges my sensibilities. Everything else I think's I think genuinely it's funny. More, it's more a formal thing than me. It's more yeah. it, with me. It's yeah, just like totally. there's there's no character I like. It's just fucking. No, there's not a main character either. You feel yeah, like you're being introduced to the main character, and then he's not. <laughs> Every then you feel like, seconds. Then you feel like you're being introduced to the net. Oh, so this is the main character, and then turns out they're not yeah, either. It's a f- the main it's a character of this film me, is yeah. the fact that it's it's set in this area of America that hopefully doesn't exist quite like it does as in the film. Oh, it exists. Uh, it does it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> have you not? Have you not like? Like have have you ever met anyone who's been to San Francisco? <laughs> they talk they talk about how there's like poo on the streets and stuff like that. Man, yeah, okay. man. There's a junkyard that's uh, kind of run by a, a, you know mm. he's got big we'll call him big boned right. I used is that to the be, bald guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I used to be small boned, but since I ate lots of pizza and drank beer, I'm now big boned. Mm. So funny how that works. Big Simon. Big boned. I'm now big boned thanks to my fucking beer gut. <laughs> Don't laugh at my. Don't, your bones, yeah, don't laugh right. at my big bone. Oh man, there's, there's a whole sequence in this movie where a guy gets his willy cut off. And yeah, that's um, that's kind of like uh, the shower scene in Psycho for this film. Where everyone, talk, <laughs> everyone talks about the scene where they oh. play catch with the guy's cock. Yeah, and he's like, he's running around going, "Give me back my cock!" And they're like, they're like throwing it over his head. He's like, put it on like, ice. People are like waving over to say, like, throw it, throw it to me, throw it to me, sort of thing. And he's running between them all, like desperately scrambling for his penis. And he really wants uh, it to be put on ice. And funnily enough, it was cut off by a knife made from a human femur bone, That's right. which is a thigh bone. 
which is the uh, pr uh, property of Bronson, who is sort of like the dirty leader of junkyard town, if you want to call yeah. it that. The junkyard town, it's like, I'm f***ing king on this block, sort of thing. Uh, and he's uh, the first time you meet, you, you, you're ever introduced to him, he's like having it away with his little lady friend, and you don't see her face for so long. You're just watching this female kind of anatomy. Is that where he's just throttling her around on the chair? He, yeah, they're like writhing around, mm. and you know, there's this like muddy, bare uh, female person, the camera's lens and that, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then later on, you see her face, and it's almost like a horror movie reveal of like, this is what she actually looks like, and you're supposed to go, what the f***? Ah, like that. Really? <laughs> yeah, totally. You don't see her face for like the I whole scene. That. And then you see it and you go, fucking hell, is that who she's is that who he's fing? Jesus Christ. And then they all like the characters oh all have like God. a debate about, you know, how how awful she is and, and he's, he, he like starts defending her like so to say, oh, yeah, at, least, yeah, yeah. at least she's here all the time, at least she's dependable or something. That's like so that. weird. <laughs> yeah, man. So so what was the one bit of the movie that offended you? Oh yeah, um, so you get um, 47 minutes into this movie, so it's um, yeah, it's like a sequence of low-level scenarios uh, and the main focus is just how offensive it all is and it hangs within the framework of the Viper melting homeless people. But uh, one of those low-level scenarios, a woman is drunk and vomiting outside uh, a restaurant mm. and the homeless guy who we meet at the beginning of the film, who gets farted on, the same, the same guy that's... Yeah got farted on at the start Fart man. he singles out this vomiting drunk lady in a bright red dress and mm -hmm. high heels and all that and uh, spirits her away to have uh, some sex in that uh, junkyard place uh Oh yeah, and she's really drunk. Yeah. And she's really drunk, just saying like, "I want you all in me, all and the way inside me." He's like taking me. advantage of her. Taking yeah. advantage of her. I thought it was really interesting that they're shagging on a Ouija board. Is that right? There is a, there's a Ouija board rattling around underneath them. <laughs> and I thought that's a really interesting detail to throw in a junkyard to have like a Ouija board. A Ouija board. Just I right bet, there. I guess junkies speak to the dead. So when when she when he's kind of having off with this uh, lady who's much too drunk to consent to anything and uh, people are watching with that really like it's they've gathered around to watch as well and they're all going that you know. And for some, he rolls off her, and they reach in and grab her and drag her off. And uh, oh like, yeah, they drag her away. That's right. They drag her away, and the next time you see her, she's a corpse who then get you know. The, the, oh my god! Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the 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 bald guy who actually the bald guy owns then has the, his way with her dead body. He, he oh goes, that, that's god. what that's what's happening while. While the guy gets his dick cut off and then they play catch with it, he's uh, he's having sex. He's, with he's having sex and he's kind of zipping himself up oh. while the the play catch scene's happening. Yeah, I think I think what is yeah. So what is particularly offensive about this movie to me is just that it's it's not clever in what it does. Like I don't like it's just not smart. It just throws all this abhorrent stuff at you, and you're just kind of like. Right. I, no, you know Great. what? Good for you. Fair enough, fair enough. But I laugh out loud seven or eight times yeah. in the course That's of That's cool, yeah. I don't know. Like I laughed out loud at some <laughs> Just I laugh out but it's, loud. But it's kind of it. like the whole... So so Frankie Boyle is a is a comedian that, that is known for being shockingly, disgustingly offensive. Mm -hmm. But his jokes are so clever as they're offensive and it kind of allows you to forgive them. You know what I mean? Whereas if he was just outright saying racist stuff 
or you know, sex is Roy Chubby or, Brown. Yeah, I mean, it was like they're and not it's obviously. Like, well, where's the joke? They've it's done, not funny. they've You're done that, like, yeah. they've done that two decades before Frankie Boyle in that unclever way, and mm. you know, and no one likes it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, like, what else you got? Like, like anyone can just like fling shit at a camera and just be like, this is. This is really subversive, ooh, and it's like, yeah, but you know, you got, you kind of have to earn your place in the camera, right? Now that you've um, brought this argument, I really, I really do wish that I wasn't drunk now, or I wish <laughs> that I could watch the film again and come back, because I'm really sure that, that I don't feel that way, because yeah. I don't laugh out loud at things that are that stupid, and that's right, like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. happened with Norbert. Like you laugh, you you think Norbert's funny, but I think <laughs> yeah. Street Trash is funny. Right, and yeah, yeah. I think it is. Ju- I think it comes down to what you like and what I like more than anything. <laughs> I, I, I would actually, I, I would be cautious even putting forward what, what I just said again. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's limits of what I've just said because, because obviously someone like Eric Andre is needlessly, cleverlessly offensive, but is also absolutely hilarious as well. So I think it is just a case of the, I just didn't like the movie very much. Like hmm. this, Treat Trash just wasn't good. I think if you could shave it down to like a really, 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 really machine gun paced 40 minute movie, I'd probably have watched it and enjoyed it. But an hour and 40 minutes, fucking hell, I was absolutely. Yeah, no, you know what? I was kicking and screaming watching Even, it. Even, oh man, yeah, well, I, I, in a way I kind of apologise. No, no, no. It's, the, the it's good, man, because I think it, it'll prepare me um, for movies later on. <laughs> I might not go as, as far. Uh, so, is this a film? Look, you said that Super Vixens was the edgiest film up to that point. I think like, this is probably, is this edgy, probably yeah. just next to it, yeah, maybe. John Waters actually quite uh, likes Street Trash as well, and. Mm. Uh, you know, he's the director of uh, the original Hairspray and stuff like that, you know. That's interesting. Because uh, the original yeah. Hairspray is might be quite edgy as well, isn't it? No, I, I love John. some John Waters films. Cry Baby with Johnny Depp. And uh, I, I really want to watch uh, his older films properly because what happens is you watch documentaries about them and you see so many clips of them that you feel like you can say that you've watched them, but you, you haven't watched them yet, so you don't. you shouldn't pretend. I shouldn't pretend that I've seen multiple maniacs when I haven't. I've just seen about four or five of like mm. the best <laughs> best clips of it, but yeah. I got I've got an idea of John Waters' sensibility, and uh, I really want to check his older stuff out because uh, it's only his newer stuff that's a bit kind of water, but it's more mainstream things. That this seen. is a this is a this podcast is a mental note for sober Simon. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, sober Simon will listen to this and be like, "Yeah, I will." Oh yeah, I will. <laughs> Pink flamingos will finally I, get off. My this ass is the message for sober Simon. Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Will I just take a piss at this point as well? Yeah. Take it loud. Blah, 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 blah. You're going to hear it. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> it's an owl. Where is the owl coming from? Oh, he didn't flush, did he? No. <laughs> Does that mean that we have to... <laughs> Simon flushed the toilet, which means that we uh, we have to wait like five was, five a, minutes for it to flush. It was a knee-jerk reaction. Don't worry about it. Like, it's actually it's good that you have the a reaction to naturally flush the toilet after you've used it. Good yeah. job. <laughs> the owl noise. I was like, the sound of me pissing with you going. That is brilliant. It's a good owl, right? Yeah. Got some owl noises. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I should um, do some evil laughs. <laughs> Can you do an evil laugh? <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bronson! 
Bronson. We Bron- can't. We can't do it until that fucking the noise dies down. Anyway, can you still hear it? Is it still there? Oh, maybe not. This is a probably a good chance to go to the phones and ask our listeners. If they, <laughs> can you still hear my flush dying down? Yeah, uh, having. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been listening to this podcast since episode one, and I, uh, I believe that I can hear the toilet flushing a little bit. Thank you, Simon. Fucking hell, Michael Jackson just phoned. I can't believe Michael Jackson. After mentioning him in episode five, we didn't mention him in the Men in Black episode, in which Michael Jackson is in. Uh, he, he's made out to be an alien in Men in Black too. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, uh, Do you miss Michael Jackson? Um, I miss MJ. To be honest, he didn't. He didn't do anything for the do last you know, like, ten did, years of his life. He did like. Well, he did like lots of tabloid headlines right like he made lots of headlines with all the magic he did i was too young to appreciate that my 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 like memory of michael jackson isn't him making sick isn't him making sick music it's of him hanging babies off a balcony oh man the balcony thing really really wound me up yeah and of him like getting tons of plastic surgery and stuff so i remember asking my mum, being like what like why does michael jackson look like that he's just she was just just like he's a loony son he was a bit of a silly fellow that's kind of he was a silly billy maybe he's still alive and still listen to this podcast hi this is michael jackson you're listening to art cinema fart cinema the terrible podcast of terribly considered movies. And Simon, <laughs> <laughs> Simon is right. I was a fool. A fool. <laughs> oh! I don't care how many <laughs> pennies Simon drunk. <laughs> He's got a hit on his shoulder. Right, so Bronson. Bronson is an assassin. This is the, the big dude with the, the bone knife. Uh, He's an uh, he was an assassin in Nam. So is that like a sh- cinematic shorthand for even in Vietnam he was the mental one? <laughs> in oh, Vietnam, yeah. where everyone else was going crazy, he was crazier than all of them. That he they, he would work as an assassin during that period. There's some cool. Aye, there's some cool. Uh, <laughs> there's some cool Vietnam flashbacks in this movie. See, I pre- <laughs> In a movie that's laced the with fucking Vietnam dream, <laughs> yeah. that was mental. Why Come is there? On. Why is there Vietnam flashback? <laughs> he has a. He goes to sleep and has a fucking Vietnam flashback. Oh. He seems to fancy this girl called Wendy, and I thought when Wendy, the character Wendy, was introduced, and I was so sure that she was the lead character in this film, and then it turned out that nope. she wasn't either. But you know, whatever. Fair enough. Okay, so it's just like a bizarre film. Mm. Um, uh, he has a thing for Wendy that comes out in this Vietnam flash where he rescues her tied up and stuff, yeah. Oh. And I actually have got to say, right, for a film that's quite sleazy, and well, <laughs> quite, quite sleazy. Just yeah. a little bit sleazy. For a film that's sleazy as fucking outrageously offensive and all that, <laughs> I think it's quite weird that there's a moment where uh, Wendy takes a guy that's quite fond of her into a private space to show him her boobies at the end, and it all feels quite sweet and romantic. <laughs> <laughs> like it's maybe like maybe last... by that point in the movie you've just been assaulted in in your brain. His that, la- like... uh, you know maybe his only flash of tit in a long time, and she kind of does it in quite a sort of sweet sort of way, and he's just like, mm, I'm so happy now, thank you. <laughs> do you not think this movie's like so on, <laughs> on YouTube they do that thing where they they make fan trailers for movies that don't exist yet? So there's like Harry Potter number nine, like you know all that shit. And uh, like this is the official trailer, guys, for Iron Man seven point four, like all that crap. And uh, they use 
uh, other movies and they cut together footage from other movies to make into a trailer that doesn't quite exist yet. I've so, seen things like this. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's what this movie was like. It was like they'd cut together footage from a bunch of other movies. But, uh, you know what, I sometimes, I look, you know, this we've talked about the Arrow and Shameless DVDs, right? Mm. I look at um, some of the posters, the cover art for these Arrow DVD films. I'm thinking specifically of... City of the Living Dead, I think. Oh no, no, the House by the Cemetery by uh, Lucio Fulci. Oh, right, yeah. the cover for this film. I look at the co- I look at the image that's on the the DVD, the the Arrow one, and I go, I want to see that film. Like the what? I want to see the film that suits the cover, not the film that exists, mm. because the films never live up to the. Do cover. you not feel like that about every movie though? But fuck <laughs> it, man. Street trash. Lives up to the some cover. of its covers. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah, the cover of Street Trash that it, I it's saw. It's actually quite crap, to be honest. It's crap, but so's the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no. What I meant is the Street Trash lives up to the general ilk of outrageous covers that exist. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Uh, what else was I going to say about Bronson about something? I don't know. Saying <laughs> yeah, after Bronson with this femur bone thing. A policeman in the office hearing that goes, "Sounds like my kind of guy," and then takes a bite of sushi. And I was like, sushi, I thought that was a classy food for classy people. But there <laughs> see, you go. See, see, at this point, I have no idea if you're making this up or not. No, it's true. <laughs> he, he takes a bite of sushi after going, sounds like my kind of guy. And just like bites into some sushi. And you're like, that's, that's fucking sushi. Get some nice soy sauce on there, man. Get some soy. Soy. Have you ever yeah. had sushi? Yeah, I love it. I yeah, like really? Them. Yeah. I never, I never would have pinned you down as a sushi man. Yeah, no, I like it. I had sushi for the first time this year, and it was all right. Um, I'm right into like this, uh, this the salmon and prawn type. Sushi. It's not enough though. You don't. You're not full when you eat it, mm. unless you buy three. Right? You buy you buy like three packs of it, and then you're like. Mm, Are you out. talking about the, the small Tesco portion? Yeah. Can we say Tesco <laughs> yeah, on this podcast? Tesco. Tesco. I've already said the first episode. I claimed that I wanted Tesco to be. Visible from space. This is a Tesco value. <laughs> this is a Tesco value planet Earth. Yeah, Tesco and the value. aliens will know what they're in for, and they'll sit down and go, "Yeah, this place is really a sh," and then take off again. <laughs> mm, Tesco like value. The spaceship just. Like, I've seen a lot recently. People wearing t-shirts that just say Kellogg's, like like the Kellogg's logo. Like well, of all the fucking, like of all the like cool ironic logos to wear on your t-shirt, why Kellogg's? Like the fucking cereal maker who was like against masturbation. What the fuck? You know, cornflakes were made to stop masturbation. The Road to Wellville by Alan Parker. Anthony Hopkins played uh, Dr. Kellogg. Oh, like the Dr. Kellogg. Yeah. Like the cereal man. Yeah. He and, himself uh, was made of cornflakes. And uh, I really want to see that film again. And it's not kicking about. You know, you, can't, you can't buy that one for 50p. It's lost. It's yeah. lost to time. Yeah. So I was watching when when Nadim entered the uh, art cinema, fart cinema mansion, anus, anus stroke mansion, anus stroke mansion, That's, anus stroke mansion. Get your head around that sequence of words, guys. <laughs> anus stroke mansion. <laughs> it's like a it's like a band name, like anus a, stroke mansion. A really cool, like Eastern inspired punk 
electro band. If I if there was a band called Anus Stroke Mansion, sweet, I would be like, I'd, I'd say like, guys, I'm going to take a promo photo of you guys, and what I want you to do is I want you to like swing your face around so fast that you're, you know, it's not blurred. It's actually just more like they're like, faces all like, there you go. There's Anus Stroke Mansion, everyone. The world meet Anus Stroke Mansion. Um, yeah, right, so when you when you entered the mansion, Nadim, I was watching a film called Frankenhooker, and the reason I was watching it is because the lead character in Frankenhooker is um, played by James Lawrence, and he's in two scenes of Street Trash. Can I just set the scene for a second? Yeah. When I came into the art cinema, fart cinema mansion, Simon had Frankenhooker up on the big screen, all these naked women running about throttling this guy... And he, also, and he had a heavy metal album playing on his stereo. Uh, Wise Blood by Corrosion of Conformity. <laughs> yeah. He had it playing on his stereo so it would synchronise with the scene. And he was like, watch this scene. Oh, watch it, man. Oh, watch this bit. It's in time with the music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'll, I have to admit it, it was in time with the music. It was good. Bizarre scene for me to walk into, but such it, uh, is the art yeah. cinema, fart cinema mansion. Yeah, uh, the reason that I put that film on was to remind myself of the plot of that movie, and it's that. <laughs> what actually, the plot of Frankenhooker? James Lawrence is the lead actor in that film. He's got two scenes in Street Trash, and I love those scenes. Uh, I like this guy as an actor. I, mm. you, know, you know, I just think he's funny. He's 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 wooden. He's a bit like aware of him. It's, he's, he sounds like a guy who's aware that he's telling a joke. It's like. I can see you acting, James, you know, kind of that sort of thing, you know. But he plays the doorman who witnesses what we're talking about, the, the offensive scene where the woman gets dragged off, spirited away by the vagrant, the homeless man. <laughs> uh, James Lawrence is the doorman who witnesses this and doesn't give a fuck. Mm. And it turns out that the owner of the restaurant, is, is that's that's his girlfriend that's getting dragged away and murdered and oh, shit. all that, you know. Did you not know that? No, because no. you didn't watch the film. I no, know, no. I, I feel right. bad. I feel bad yeah. now. So man. the owner of the restaurant is like this total Italian and the doorman, James Lawrence guy, he totally rips into this Italian thing. Like, what is it with you fucking Italians? Every one of you is a gangster. You're all fucking mafia murderers. But he waits till he's in the policeman's office to do that. He's like really ripping into this guy in the policeman's office. And the policeman says to him, what, what, what the hell are you doing? I'm not going to be here to look after you 24-7. And the Italian guy's like, eh, like that. and he goes, but what? you've got those witness protection programs, don't you? And the guy just like shakes his head like, you know, you're not getting that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't happening for you right now. Uh, you're going to be on your own after this dude's released from prison or whatever, you know, mm. or something. Yeah, so uh, James Lawrence, is, he... Uh, has that scene it's it's hilarious I think when uh, no it's three scenes yeah so he's in the, the scene where the he witnesses the woman being dragged away the scene where they're getting questioned in the police station and then a post sort of, a sort of post credit scene because the credits are kind of flashing up like directed by so and so or so and so this while the last scene's kind of playing out interspersed with that oh I cut before that you didn't even watch it <laughs> right it's hilarious the fucking Italian the Italian restaurant owner has him tied up and he's like, now I'm going to fucking feed your fucking arse to your mouth kind of thing. He doesn't actually say that, uh, but I'm going to use that in my script when I write one. Uh, and, uh, when you remake Street Trash. Yeah, when I remake The Pit and Street Trash in a sort of amalgam. Pit trash. <laughs> Pit trash, yeah. Nice. And, uh, and the poster's just an armpit. Yeah, no, he says to it, <laughs> armpit. <laughs> just like take a photo of your armpit right down. Yeah. Like yeah. sculpt the hair so it's like... <laughs> 
So it says pit trash. Yeah, do it, man. James Lawrence, his character's tied up the doorman, and he's like doing the whole thing of, "Hey guys, I was just ki- I was just uh, blowing smoke up your ass back there with the whole police uh, interview thing and when I, what I said and that." And it's like, "No, no, no, we're going to put a fucking bullet in your head and uh, sink the body with bricks and all that stuff that Italian mafia folk do." Uh, but then, of course, he's got. A bottle of Viper on him. <laughs> oh, he drinks and, the uh, Viper. Yeah, Italian restaurant owner drinks the Viper and starts melting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so funny. Like, there's a uh, shot where um, it's 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 shot from the sort of floor looking up at him as if, you know, it's a POV from the melting corpse of the Italian bloke. And James Lawrence's character, who is just called the doorman, they don't give him a name in the film, he is like uh, repeating back. He's like, well, so what, what are you going to do to me now? Hey, well, like that, you know, because earlier in the scene, the Italian bloke's gone, I'm going to make you kiss my prick. <laughs> and James Lawrence's character goes, kiss your prick. It's fucking dripping down the stairs, man. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, going back to the policeman scene, actually, I should have... Should have done that first. Sorry, I've got the paper here now to remind me. There's a really funny bit after the policeman leaves, and it's still in the. It's there's still the two of them sitting to, side by side. The Italian guy's going to throttle this guy as soon as he's free to do so. Doorman uh, James Lawrence goes to him, and he's got this great voice. He's got that. Think about you know. There's a, a, a character called Eddie in Friends, <laughs> a beloved character in Friends that you've not seen called Eddie, played by Adam Bolt, uh, Goldberg. See, you know, and no. he he was Chandler's new roommate after Joey left that flat for a short period of time, and it was this hilarious like three episode skit where. Chandler's new roommate is a psycho played by this guy Adam Goldberg and he's like you know what the hell are you doing what the hell are you doing <laughs> speaking like the aardvark from uh, from Ant and aardvark cartoons and stuff you know? I don't but in a like high pitched sort of thing okay. a nasally high pitched version of aardvark so, from Ant and the aardvark okay. and this guy so he's got this voice like this that's why I like him that's why when I saw him I was like He's in Frankenhooker, and then I watched Frankenhooker again, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, oh, man. I have to really dig into my films by the Frankenhooker's director has got like, a lot of great movies. Ba- Basket Case and Brain Damage are great films as well. But the way that he says it, you know, he goes, my mother weeps. My mother weeps because I work for you. I go home and my mother, she weeps like that. And then the Italian dude hits back at him with, I hope she's got a f***ing black dress because she's going to need one really soon. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that bit, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, he kind of responds to it in kind of like a sort of, oh, shocks kind of way. And it's like, it's kind of treating it like play school, even though that's actually a real threat. And, and And the reality of this film, if you can call it a reality... This guy's actually wanting to put a bullet in this guy's head and sink him in a river, so, yeah. Go figure. Uh, so this movie is a... Fart cinema. So, have you ever been in town, in life, have you ever spoken to, like, a junkie and they just speak to you and you don't know what they're saying? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that for an hour and 40 minutes. That's that, what you felt like. That's this movie, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I totally understood every word. But then every every, like... 10 minutes the junkie turns to the side and spews and it's disgusting that's basically the movie. but you want to pull out your little phone camera and film it <laughs> and film it it's going to go on YouTube man <laughs> yeah I'm going to get so many likes on this mm, I don't feel the same way about this film at all my god and I love I do love this uh, idea that uh, James Muro is uh, the director of this film and yet he's also like 
someone that probably knows everyone in Hollywood. <laughs> it's kind of cool, yeah. yeah. I know, it's like, it's like, I know. Uh, I've worked with all of them, you know. Probably not, the the actors probably don't care about camera operators, do they? Just like, that's like some weird guy. Well, I don't know, because I think if you make enough of a name for yourself. Who's the sound designer of the Star Wars movies? I don't know. Oh, really? Oh, I was going to say, it's Ben Burt, and the reason you know who Ben Burt is is because he's so good at what he does. That I people, don't give a shit. People know him by name. This is we're going to end on a brainy point, just like with Paris Hilton week. I love it. Mark Kermode. We're going to be stupid. We're going to be Mark Kermoding, and then sensible for ten minutes at the end, <laughs> or five minutes. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My brainy-ish point is that um, <laughs> you're beginning to doubt yourself now. Beginning to doubt myself now, yeah. Uh, but the playwright and the novelist use the same materials to do different mediums, so therefore it must be in the mode mm-hmm. that. The differences as well. It's mm. also as much in the mode and the form as well as mm-hmm. the materials. Yeah. So my point is, in film, people just describe cinema, making motion pictures as one medium. Mm. But uh, if you look at right, so let's take Under the Skin by Jonathan Glazer, uh, The Red Shoes by Michael Powell, and Street Trash by James Muro. Are these films, my question, my hypothetical question to linger in the air is, are these films not so different in terms of their uh, intention and their process in fulfilling that intention Mm -hmm. that they should be considered not only different genres within one medium, but in fact different mediums? Mind expansion. Mm. See, if you've got a golf ball sized consciousness, <laughs> like me, then you're going to have a golf ball. <laughs> golf ball. <laughs> if you can't speak for fucking shit, mm-hmm. then people are going to think that you're a moron and not like you anymore. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird, right? So I'm looking at the microphone right this minute. I'm looking at the microphone dead in the s- eyes. You want to suck it, don't you? No, 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 no. You want to suck the microphone? Suck Robocock. No. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking, right, so just imagine a listener of this podcast getting this far. There's not going to be many of them. But the, just, I can just imagine their head there, and we're just, we're just at their head, like, speaking to them into their head. It's kind of a cool thing to think this about. This is a message directly to your head. Yeah, like, we may as well have, the per- have a listener sitting in front of us here, pretty much where our knees are, sitting there. That's his head. Should we end with... Or her head. You can you can t- you can say something interesting while I resonate the Tibetan singing bowl. Do it. Resonate that bitch. What have you got to tell us that's interesting? This sounds fucking great. Holy shit! What the fuck is this? This is amazing. Do I hear another one? Actually, I like the other one better. Okay, we're going to do a bit of a sound. We're going to call it a sound bath. People pay money for this shit. You know that a sound bath. Oh yeah? Oh, I, I see what you're doing, yeah. <laughs> Why on earth do you have these? <laughs> it's art cinema, fart cinema. Your worthless shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> The spirit inside. <laughs> we want. To, we're trying to. Re, we're trying to get that uh, Lou Lehman to speak to us again. He's, uh, <laughs> he's been very uncooperative. Lou. Lou. 
What do you guys bloody want? <laughs> yes, I made that movie, but it was a long, long time ago, and I do not remember it. It was a long time ago now, and I want you to let it go. I want you to let it go, let it go. <laughs> is that picking up on the microphone? It is very much picking up on the microphone. Right, so we've enjoyed this uh, special Drunk Simon podcast. Special Drunk Simon podcast. Uh and uh, somewhat self-doubting Simon podcast. I'm pretty sure that this has been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very much. Yeah. We are with. We are seasoned podcasting. Mm-hmm. How about you know, keepy up. Oh, I'm playing keepy up. I've just decided to play keepy up while while the dean's talking about. I'm just a reg- I'm just a regular guy with football and beer and a wife that loves me. It's all I want in life. Isn't it? I'm spelling my beer while I'm playing keepy up. Fuck. Fuck, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hit this priceless sculpture. Oh, yeah. Right, that's fucking, that's enough of this shit. Drunk cinema, funk cinema. <laughs>